Hello and welcome to the Pixel Swim Podcast, episode 87. I am Steve Harnerk, your host, and this is the podcast where I take a dive into my personal journey through design, technology, and where they meet, plus other tidbits I find interesting. This episode is being recorded and released on Thursday, October 3rd, 2019. Visit pixelswim.com for all of the show notes and social links if you want to follow along. You can find a comment section on the show notes page, or there is also... Uh, social media if you want to get in contact there. I always appreciate it. So uh, not feeling uh, 100% right now, but so maybe a shorter one than usual, but we'll see. Uh, so let's dive into our weekly feedback notes and links. And we're starting with feedback from episode 86. Thank you to Guillermo Ortiz, who reached out via MeWe and saying, uh, good episode. The fixing business seems interesting, but it all seems so fiddly. <laughs> And yeah, it has been a little bit fiddly, but I think that's kind of just part of the process as far as as fixing phones. They're uh, way more fiddly than, than other things. Uh, so thanks, Guillermo. And then thank you to Simon Ops, who also responded on there uh, in a similar vein. Uh, he says, enjoying the podcast very much. Audio sounds great from the sounds of things. I think I will leave phone repairs to others. And a winky face with the tongue out. So... <laughs> Yeah, uh, phone repairing isn't uh, exactly the easiest thing to do, um, but I've always been very uh, interested in, in fiddling around with things and taking them apart, so it's, uh, it's all in, in stride for me. <laughs> uh, just fixing things and, and, and doing that sort of thing has uh, it's always kind of been how I've been. I'd like to take things apart, see how they work, and also... Uh, fix things and and repair things and restore things. So, uh, the phones is just another uh, another step in the progression here. So, uh, yeah. So I, I definitely will be doing more phone repair stuff uh, in the future. So uh, everyone can stay tuned for that. If you're not interested in that, I'm not sure what to tell you. That's just kind of where I'm at right now. So, uh, thank you to Simon and Guillermo for the feedback, and thank you to Kyle Helms who also left feedback on Twitter. Uh, so I'll get to his feedback later in the show here just because it relates to something else uh, that I have in my notes here. So, uh, yeah, thanks again for all of your feedback, everybody. And if you want to leave feedback, go to pixelswim.com, and uh, there's many ways to reach out. And with all that said, we are going to go into this week's LG G6 Weekly Report. Welcome to the LG G6 Weekly Report. All right, so this week with the LG G6, uh, my original one, not much, <laughs> but I did uh, manage to start fixing the old broken one that I got in to pull that I pulled the motherboard from originally. Uh, so I did the the sh the screen was shattered on it, and uh, I did manage to fix the broken screen. I got a new screen in from eBay for thirty five dollars, and it uh, looks halfway decent. <laughs> and like I was concerned that it wasn't going to to work at all, but uh, it uh, it actually looks not too bad. There's a little more light bleed, and there is a couple of very small, faint light lighter spots on the LCD when when you're like I have a full white display or app open or something to that effect. Uh, so there is a couple, it's not perfect, but it actually does a pretty good job. Um, and and so the thing that I was concerned about last time was that the double tap to wake wasn't going to work anymore with this, because uh, it's clearly not a, uh, 
a factory screen you know this is not an lg screen this is aftermarket kind of thing so uh it does still have the lg logo on it but i was worried that the double tap wasn't going to work uh because that is kind of i think it's something that's built into the screen i don't know but either way it still works and uh it overall it, i'm pretty happy with it um I, like I said, I'm really just trying to get this LG G6 fully functional again. So while I was in the phone, uh, while I had it open and torn apart, I did uh, also order in a new battery for it. And, uh, you know, so I could replace that just so that's new as well, since I had it all open and stuff. So uh, the new battery, weirdly enough, was a little bit shorter than the original battery. Um, we're talking a few millimeters, maybe shorter. And so it didn't sit in the little housing the same. I mean, it wasn't really that big a deal, but it's not like it uh, was thicker or anything like that. It just wasn't as tall as far as where it reached the top of the battery enclosure. But uh, so when I put it in there, the, I, I put it towards the bottom of the, the little cutout area for the battery, uh, which and then, of course, I <laughs> put adhesive and uh, stuck it in there for good. Well, you know, for now, for more permanently and uh, it turns out I probably should have put the battery a little bit high uh, to the top of the battery place because that's where the uh, cable that comes off of the battery was placed so it was a little bit difficult to connect the cable to the to the connector on the motherboard uh, just because it was at a little bit of a different angle but it did connect on there and, and it has stayed connected so uh, yeah, so the new screen and new battery are in there. Uh, the screen, I put that on. That's uh, nice and adhered in there. I've got some of that 3M double-sided tape stuff. Overall, it's back up and running, but uh, I'm still trying to figure out what I want to do with the broken SIM reader on the motherboard that's in there. It's my old motherboard from my original G6, and so I'm trying to figure out if I want to try and, <laughs> you know, because the two options are learn to solder and put the SIM tray, you know, take off the old SIM tray and solder on the new one, or just get a new motherboard, working motherboard that doesn't have a broken SIM reader. So uh, still up in the air about that. We'll see. Uh, hopefully I'll report back about that soon. But uh, yeah, that's it for this week's LG G6 Weekly Report. Okay, so just a quick note that uh, in that Galaxy S7 that I'm looking to fix, I haven't done that yet, but I will report back when I do, so I just wanted to touch base with that. But uh, next bit in my notes here is that I did uh, some more playing around with that RetroPie. Again, that's the, the Raspberry Pi computer that uh, you can install. A it's, it's like a custom operating system with a game emulator on there, so you can play old games and stuff like that and hook up a USB controller and stuff like that. So I did play around with that quite a bit more this week. Uh, I played around with some of the themes and the, the splash screens that they let you customize on there. Uh, I didn't create any of my own themes or anything like that, but there's a really cool one uh, that's called Pixel with metadata, and it is actually pretty pretty neat. It's very uh, video game-esque, very 8-bit. Uh, and it looks great. Uh, but either way, yeah, it's been kind of cool to play around with it. So uh, the other thing that I did with it is that I set up the a PSP emulator uh, that comes with it. It's not I don't think it, out of the box. I don't think RetroPie comes with P, a PSP emulator, but you can install the package through the settings uh, for that. And so 
the thing about that is, and I think why it doesn't come out of the box, is that some games don't really work very well with it. Uh, there's uh, a lot of a lot of frame issues, frame rate issues with it. But um, I do have an old uh, PSP or a PlayStation Portable, like the handheld game system, um, that's hacked. Uh, to play a bunch of ISO files from the memory card. And basically you can, that's kind of how this uh, RetroPie works is uh, it's just got a bunch of emulators and then it, you can get a bunch of game files to download for it. Uh, so I decided that I would try some of the ISO files or at least one of the ISO files that I had on my PSP that's hacked. Uh, I think all of the games, <laughs> I'm pretty sure I could set up emulators on my PSP too and, and use all of the games that I downloaded for the RetroPie. But either way, I tried out because uh, on my PSP, usually I pull it out during the winter time to play. Uh, and uh, I usually play, I think it's Madden NFL 2012. So um, I decided to pull that ISO off of the PSP and try it out on the RetroPie out in their PSP emulator. And it didn't really work <laughs> very well. It did load the game, uh, and it. But the thing is, is and all the menus and setting up the actual, you know, I just tried an exhibition game, setting up the actual game and everything like that ran well. And then once it loads the gameplay itself, it uh, it was very slow. Uh, the, you could tell that it was trying to keep up with all the frame rate, and uh, yeah, it wasn't playable basically and there's some settings in the retro pie i guess uh that you can that i did try changing with frame rates uh, setting it to skip you know every two frames or whatever to help increase but none of them seem to actually remedy the issue of it running very slow so uh that didn't work but so the psp they it, the download package that i got with all the games for retro pie did have some psp games in there and those all seem to work just fine. So there is some PSP games that will work on the RetroPie. But uh, unfortunately, the one that I wanted to play on the TV did not. So, <laughs> uh, But either way, uh, it, it was uh, worth worth a shot. And so, But because I did pull out my PSP to pull that uh, ISO file off of there, I did decide to get a new rechargeable battery for my PSP. I'm pretty sure that it still has the original battery from when it was manufactured in there. I don't even know how long ago uh, this PSP came out. I think it's one of the first generation uh, PSPs. So, uh, But I did notice when I was looking for the new battery uh, that the, the ones that you can get, the ones that are more more readily available are actually double the capacity of the original. <laughs> so the original battery is 1800 milliamp hours. And uh, the ones the one that I got, which was a new battery is 3600 milliamp hours. So it's yeah, double the size in the same same package. So uh, we'll see how that goes. Uh, that doesn't always turn out the best uh, when when uh, they try to pack in more milliamp hours into the same size. So uh, we'll see. At least it'll be a new battery, so I mean, better than the the old one that I had. So, uh, and like I was saying, I can set up some old game emulators on that PSP. Actually, when I got it, when I bought it originally, I bought it from a guy I worked with, and he had it all set up with all the emulators on there and all the the games and stuff. But over the years, I kind of lost all of those. <laughs> At some point, I don't remember what happened. Uh, I had backed them all up and. Uh, Oh, I, I got a new, that's what happened, is I got a new memory card for the PSP, which I think it uses a, 
a proprietary Sony memory card and I uh, backed all the files up on there on from the old one that was in it when I bought it and I was putting it on the bigger one I uh, think and I didn't put everything back on there and yeah, it just uh, didn't. Yeah, it didn't work. <laughs> uh, work out that I kept all the games, but either way, I, I still have it hacked, and it's still uh, I can reset up all the emulators and stuff if I want. And now I've got all these game files that I've downloaded that I can throw on there, so I can do that. But I still will be playing on a small PSP screen. It's a very you know small screen compared to you know your your TV that you have in your living room or bedroom. So. Ultimately, I think I want to get a Raspberry Pi to play with. So, uh, and then I can start with trying out the Retro Pi on there, you know, and having that to to use for a little while. Because I have to give the one that I have back because it is it isn't mine. So I was just helping someone out to fix it. So I think I would do that. I think ultimately I would get the Retro Pi, and I have all the software and everything, so I can easily get it up and running. Uh, and then maybe I would also pick up a few SD cards, uh, micro SD cards to play with, because uh, that's kind of how the what the hard drive is on this RetroPie. So uh, you can also install other stuff on there. Like I've seen that there's a Chromium OS uh, version that runs on Pi that you can install. There's the Raspbian OS that you can install and, and try out different things and different projects. So it's, you know, for a tinkerer like myself, it, uh, getting a, a Raspberry Pi wouldn't be the worst thing in the world. You know, it'd actually be pretty fun uh, considering everything I like to do. So I am looking at maybe getting the Raspberry Pi 4 because that's the the newest version that's out. Uh, it does come in multiple versions now because uh, you can get it with from one to four gigabytes of RAM. So I think it's $35 for the one gigabyte and then up to $55 for the four gigabytes of RAM. So I don't know, maybe I would spring for the four gigabyte version. Uh, I think it also comes now with the USB-C port uh, and stuff like that. So uh, we'll see. We'll see where we where we're at. That's not anything that I'm in a rush to get. So uh, just something to think about for the future to tinker with. So, all right. So the next bit in my note here notes here is that uh, I will potentially be getting a couple of old iPhones. <laughs> uh, this is something that I you know kind of hoped would happen, but uh, never really has. Never really is flushed out. But I do have a friend. Uh, he told me that he's got a couple of old smartphones sitting around if I want them. So I was mentioning that I, that I, you know, I'm into smartphones and that sort of thing. So he kind of offered them up. He said he wasn't sure what to do with them. Uh, now I am guessing that they're iPhones. Uh, it's an older gentleman. So, uh, he doesn't, uh, He's not exactly, you know, he's not tech savvy, so he's, uh, but I know that he does use an iPhone right now, so I'm guessing he upgraded from those two uh, iPhones. But either way, uh, like I said, it's a guess. I'm guessing, um, I have to see next week. Uh, I'm, we'll meet up with them again and uh, hopefully have those phones then. So I already looked into making sure that, uh, that they sign out of their iCloud account on the device and delete the phone from their Apple ID because I know I don't want to have them uh, Apple locked or whatever you know so I've been trying to do a little research so whenever I'm able to get them from him I can do it right there and make sure that he uh, is able to put in his password and stuff for his Apple ID but uh, again I'm also not sure if they're carrier locked but I'm guessing that they are to some sort some carrier here in the US if uh, he's talked he talked about you know, upgrading and having these old phones sitting around because he upgraded. So I'm guessing that he got them from a carrier. So we shall see.
Uh, I'm not sure what carrier he has, so we'll, like I said, <laughs> we'll see. Stay tuned. I may have finally get my hand on an iPhone that I can spend more than five minutes with. <laughs> and we'll see uh, if I'm able to use them or if I need to just, you know, clean them up a little bit and maybe sell them on after trying them for a little while. So uh, kind of, you know, I'm happy. Happy news for me. Definitely will be interesting to see what uh, I come home with. So, all right. So the last bit in my notes here is uh, with an exclamation point, Surface Phone. <laughs> so big news. Oh, I'm sorry. I mean the Surface Duo. Yeah, they didn't call it the Surface Phone. Uh, it's the Surface Duo. So there was the Microsoft Surface event this week. I did watch a lot of it. And I was pleasantly surprised by that the uh, Surface Duo was announced. And so it's essentially a two-screen folding folding phone uh, that's going to come out next year, next holiday, as they say, uh, because that's <laughs> that's when they release things because they want you to buy the stuff for, for the holiday. So uh, I would love to try it out. Uh, it does look okay, but uh, maybe in the meantime, I'll just get a ZTE Exxon M. <laughs> Which a lot of people are saying that was, you know, that's been around for a little while. This is kind of the same idea to folding our screens folding in on themselves. And, uh, you know, it's a 360 hinge too, so it folds all the way out. But uh, to be honest, and I haven't really seen anybody have this take yet. I mean, I haven't read, you know, absolutely everything, everybody's take on this uh, Surface Duo phone. Uh, so for me, aesthetically, it the Duo looks a little bit too wide. <laughs> <laughs> as a phone uh, in the hand. So when it's unfolded or folded, it the using it as a phone, say taking a phone call, looks like it's a little too wide. Uh, don't get me wrong, I'm glad that this phone exists. Uh, you know, this is kind of the Surface phone everybody's been waiting for, hoping for, never thought would come kind of a thing. But I really kind of wanted it to look a little more like that aluminum or al aluminum <laughs> mock-up. Uh, that's been floating around for years uh, for the Surface Phone idea. I think that that's uh, kind of what I was hoping for. So, like I said, aesthetically, it just it's just okay. I don't think that it's that great looking. I, like I said, I think it looks too wide. I think if they could do something like the XNM with a more phone-like uh, form factor and then just have that fold in on itself, I think that would be more ideal in my opinion but uh yeah we'll we'll see uh if any if I, I highly doubt there will be any physical changes to it since they were so uh they, they put it right out in public so i don't know how much that will change physically software wise it probably will a lot uh, leading up to next year but uh I, like i said i'm overall excited about it uh and, and then i was talking about kyle helms reaching out on twitter earlier i didn't mention his feedback because he asked me uh if i would if i would get one of these <laughs> if i would actually buy the surface duo and uh kind of like with most things in tech whether you're helping people or buying something it comes down to it depends uh in this case it really depends on the price uh, i would love to try it i don't know if i see it as being my daily driver necessarily, potentially. Uh, so the price is really gonna play a, the biggest role for me uh, because I don't want to spend a lot of money on something that I'm gonna have sidelined side for most of the time. Maybe I'll just force myself to use it. <laughs> if I spend the money, I'll force it to be my main device. But 
we'll see. Hopefully they'll they'll jam in the Lumia 950 camera module and, and processing in there as well. So uh, that's going to depend. More details. I need more details on it, you know, before I decide whether or not I would get it. So it depends. We'll see. Uh, other things in the Surface event uh, that I thought were kind of interesting, <laughs> the Surface earbuds, those uh, pretty much look like something out of Doctor Who. Um, they, these, uh, one of the Cybermen episodes, I know, with they had the uh, the earpieces that everybody wore, and these look the closest to that yet, I think. And uh, the, you know, they're not horrible looking. Um, we, you know, you get used to everything. You eventually get used to it over time. So I'm not too concerned with how those look, and I'm sure they sound great. Although I did look online, I think the price for them was $250, so uh, probably not getting those. But uh, there was some nice improvements to the rest of the Surface products, uh, at least a few things that I noted here too, is I do love that pencil storage spot on the Surface Pro X in the, in the keyboard, how you can kind of store it in the keyboard and, and magnetize it so you don't have to see it, and that it's there charging and all that stuff. I thought that was kind of cool. Um, the other thing too, I know for me specifically, I do like that they're trying to make these Surface products, uh, specifically the Surface laptop, a little bit more repairable. Uh, I noticed on a lot of the product videos that they were playing during the presentation that they were touting being able to remove the hard drive on some of these devices, <laughs> which, uh, yeah, which is to me is why I went with this Lenovo X1 Extreme because I'm able to take care of all of the repairs myself. Uh, now the Surface Laptop keyboard, I mean that was part of the presentation is he popped off the the keyboard and and frame at the top and he, but he did say with the right tools this that'll make it happen. <laughs> uh, you can only do that with the right tools, so I'm guessing those tools uh, aren't in anybody's toolbox right now. There's probably some proprietary stuff going on. Uh, to make that Surface Laptop stuff happen. So, uh, but overall, very cool. Just glad there's another Microsoft phone coming out. It's you know Microsoft center uh, branded phone coming out at some point. And like I said, uh, I hope it it does well. I'll to be determined if I actually actually try it out. But we shall see. I just wanted to report on that Surface event because. Yeah, I thought, you know, I mean, Surface Phone, kind of a big deal, and what we've all been waiting for over the years. Uh, maybe not exactly uh, physically for me, but uh, we'll take what we can get, right? So, anyway. All right, so let's wrap things up here on episode 87 of the podcast. Thank you for tuning in as usual. Visit pixelswim.com for all of these show notes again. And if you want to leave any feedback, uh, you can find all of the routes there to leave feedback. So, and like I said, it's always appreciated. And thank you for tuning in and tune in next week for episode 87, where who knows what we'll be talking about. Things change week to week, but hopefully... Maybe I'll have a couple iPhones in my hands uh, to try those out and see see what that's like. But uh, fingers crossed, you never know what you're going to get these days, especially with somebody who doesn't quite know what they've got. You know, kind of the person who thinks an iPhone, you know, every smartphone is just an iPhone. So <laughs> either way, thank you for tuning in. Have a great afternoon or evening or morning or breakfast or lunch or dinner or whatever meal it is when you're eating to this. Thanks again and Godspeed.